Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Johnson. What are we talking about tonight? We are going to talk about one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> the sequel to the ultimate experience in grueling terror, the 1987 classic Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Stay tuned. Give us the synopsis, Tim. Ash and his girlfriend, Linda, are in a remote cabin in the woods. There, he discovers a tape recorder that has a professor on it that he used to actually record his passages from the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead. When he turns it on, the recording releases a dark, sinister force from the woods. It turns Linda into a deadite. Her soul is possessed by some hideous demon, then tries to do the same to Ash. Other people show up to help Ash, but one by one, they're taken over by the evil dead. And it also possesses Linda, the professor, the professor's wife, and they make sure Ash is dead by dawn. All right. Let's go with that. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so, okay. So right off the bat, what can you say about evil dead Two that, the horror community doesn't already know. So the horror community, if you're watching the show, first and foremost, you're probably already fucking familiar with the evil dead too. If you're not spoilers, here. <laughs> this show is full of fucking spoilers. So you're going to learn about it pretty fucking quick. So let's take this story. <laughs> Jeez guys. Let's take this story for a second here and talk about it a little bit more before we get rolling into the characters and such. So evil dead Two, there's, there's a couple of really, really interesting things about the story that we got to mention right off the bat. One, this is one of those Empire Strikes Back scenarios, a movie where a lot of people consider it to be absolutely superior to the original. Even though the original is a classic and it kicked things off, people consider this to be the pinnacle movie of the series. That's the first thing. Second thing, due to rights and licensing issues, the beginning of The Evil Dead 2 is a pseudo remake of the evil dead one for like the first 10 to 15 minutes telling a variation of the story as to how ash got there because for anybody who's watched our previous episode plus you know has watched the evil dead one obviously it did not end on a positive note so yes tim i watched something today that totally made evil dead 2 make more sense go ahead and it was told from the fucking mouth of Bruce Campbell. And I don't know if you guys have seen this video. I know Josh has because I've already talked to him about it. But he basically clears up the connection between Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. 
if you were to cut right where Ash at the very end gets the camera zoomed right in, right? And then splice in the scene from Evil Dead 2 where he's going through the trees. Yep. The whole movie, both movies together make one fucking giant movie. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't even think of that before. Hmm. I don't even know why they did the synopsis at the start. I, Two I, things. I, retelling. Two things. Uh, there's a group online working to create one constant uh, can you continuity line of a film that's three hours long where they cut various parts of the film and make it all one one <laughs> continuity with one book of the dead cover and everything uh nice. two bruce campbell's a goddamn liar don't trust anything he says at conventions <laughs> he he lies through his teeth constantly yeah, but it's actually he derives shows, pleasure yeah he delights, showed, derives great pleasure it in fucking with evil dead fans but it showed it yeah i know Okay. I hope that they're using the Evil Ted 2 Necronomicon because the Evil Dead 1 so. Necronomicon. I think that we talked about this before. Kind of looks. Yeah. You but know. It looks but gross. sculpt on this one that I did is fucking. Like, look at that. Like, the mouth and, like, the only thing that's missing is the ear. Ear. I don't know. I must have been fucking drunk that night or something. No, I think that was an artistic, uh, you know, you know, an artistic right thing. You know, it's, it's not exactly the Evil Dead 2 Necronomicon. Don't. Which, in hindsight, it should be, and I don't know why I made that dumb decision. Put put a fucking ear on it and shut up, Tim. I will. I will. When <laughs> Man, I go, go cut your own ear off. Yeah, That's dedication to the craft. That's right. All right. So we have we have the two obvious situations that we talk about about the story here. So it can it can be told that obviously Evil Dead Two is a is a direct sequel in many ways. Uh, you know, if you cut it or splice it a certain way, but in, in, in full out, uh, Sam Raimi has said many times before that he wanted to be able to, you know, tell the story as a continuation as to what happened. So that's, that's why they did it that way, you know, and you find out later on that, um, you know, he, he really didn't actually appreciate his own work for killing Ash or supposedly killing Ash in the original. And he said that in a couple of interviews too. So. It's but I good. always like the idea that, like, we've talked about this before, is that I like the idea that there's multiple ashes. And because they're, they're dealing with this whole multiverse connected to the Necronomicon, um, not only does it make all three of the, 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 the core movies make sense, but the 2013, it makes it make more sense as well that there's this... this overlapping multiverse of you know everything connected to this book i mean you know when i first went into 2013 i i know i've said this before on the show at some point um i just thought it was a straight up remake and then i saw ash's car and went holy shit this is a fucking sequel yeah right? so i could i could talk about this for hours but ultimately I know you could. <laughs> um there's multiple timelines so the the Evil Dead One timeline occurs, Ash dies. The Evil Dead timeline in which Ash is dead is the one that the remake happens. So Ash's car is left there, a vortex isn't opened, Ash is killed, and the spirits just continue to linger in the woods. Uh, then Mia and company arrive, and I believe Mia is actually a descendant of Nobi. Evil Dead Two picks up in an alternate timeline where Scotty does not go on the trip, and neither does Cheryl. So it's just Ash and Linda. Okay. 
All right. And so the, ulti- the, the, the alternate timelines would explain one of my biggest problems with the evil dead series. And this is, I love evil dead too. And I can't wait till we complete the conversation on this tonight. Obviously it's, you don't, you got a big problem with something. Well, my biggest problem is the, the look of everything changes so fucking drastically throughout them that uh, alternate timelines is the only way to explain it because Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, fucking Evil Dead 2013, Ash vs. Evil Dead, everything. The Necronomicon does not look the same in any movie. And the closest that it gets is between Ash vs. Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. It's similar, but it's not exact because it's got more stitching and openness to it and, and all kinds of stuff. So it's more of a mix of... Evil Here's Dead 2015. Do you want to know what I always took? It's just different covers. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's different because it's supposed to be someone's skin and face. Over in Evil it, right? Dead um, 2013, at the start, we see a group of what are witches or whatever using the Necronomicon uh, for exorcisms. Mm-hmm. I believe this to be a offshot of the Knights of Samaria we see in the TV show. And to preserve the powers of the Necronomicon, when they locate it in Evil Dead, in the timeline of Evil Dead 1, when it's all burnt up, they replace the cover with new human flesh. And that's why it's sewn on and looks fresh. Okay. Josh is really smart. Josh, you're fucking answering the big questions. I have knowledge of the Evil Dead. If you are confused with the Evil Dead timeline, hit me up and I will talk to you for hours and hours. But, uh... The ash we see at the end of Evil Dead 2013, I believe, is the ash from Evil Dead 2. So at the end, when he goes into the Army of Darkness and when he finally returns, that's him returning to his initial timeline. Nice. And then that's why Ash versus Evil Dead is able to happen? Yep. And if you even go even further, it could be the ash from the end of Evil Dead Regeneration when him and his dead-eyed buddy Sam get sucked into alternate portals, and they both end up in multiple worlds. So Ash goes back to the cabin looking for Sam, and he finds Mia. What? Okay, okay so let's, let's talk about Evil Dead 2. Dead by Dawn. Yeah. All right. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. So, okay, so I'm just going to jump into the, the, the actual characters here for a moment, because that's obviously where we need to go so that we can understand a little bit more about what is actually going on here. So, first and foremost, main... let's talk about fucking uh, uh <laughs> I was trying to Ed. Let's talk about Ed, the greatest fucking side character ever. Why is he the greatest fucking side character? Cuz he looked like a fucking he looked he was like the epitome of like 80s hairstyle and like he looked like I don't know. Like, he looked like M O O N spells evil dead, man. Like what the fuck? <laughs> he, he he just reminded me of like Wayne Gretzky meets Larry Bird in a horror he movie. He reminds me of Fred from Scooby Doo. True, true. <laughs> he was just missing the fucking ascot, you know. Yeah. He had like a little sweater wrapped around. Jinkies. The, the best though, the best was Annie. She had the little thing, and then the other thing is she. This woman was obsessed with knots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so characters, we got Ed. So we got uh, Ed Gatley, Professor Noby's assistant. Yep. Who's also toting around uh, his daughter's stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not only toting around, you know, the the the, the knowledge from Doctor Noby. He's he's toting around Doctor Noby's daughter. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Were they banging? 
it looks it. I always kind of wondered that. They look like an item. They, they oh, do. Yeah. Pushed right off the airplane, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Better there. They had a big old kiss and some snogging going on there. Big old kiss. <laughs> Wait to get to the cabin. So, yeah. So Ed meets up with Annie at the at the airport, as it were, off the little fucking plane. Which I've been on a plane like that before. That's fucking scary shit, right there, people. And mm-hmm. Annie, Doctor Noby's daughter. So Annie Noby has remaining pages from the Necronomicon. So Josh, tell me something. Before we get too far yeah. into the characters. So the Necronomicon was not complete? No. And we have pages that were elsewhere? In none of the Evil Deads, except for Army of Darkness, is the Necronomicon complete. Pages are missing in almost every incantation of the Evil Dead series. Um, mm-hmm. These are pages which can do good things, usually. So it's a constant battle of good and evil of who has the book. And there are times throughout history when pages were removed. Good point. Okay. So she has them. They're in a shadow box and they're going back to the cabin. So, you know, Annie becomes, Annie doesn't start off like she's going to be a big character in the movie by any means. In my opinion, she, she just kind of starts off like a lot of fodder characters. She's just there to be, you know, part of the story and then to move things along just a little bit here. Really? You got that vibe from Annie? I did, man. Like I didn't. Not from Annie. I, I totally did. I really did. Like, I mean, Professor Noby is, you know, a big character and name, but he's not in the fucking movie, really. He's just there in voice. You know? So, <clears throat> you know, you just kind of feel the fact that maybe she's not going to survive. I mean, that's what this kind of a movie is to me. Um, let's... Okay, so then we have two of my favorite characters from this movie, actually. <gasps> yes. Yes, you got good old Bobby Joe. I love Bobby Joe. I thought she was so hot. Jake. Yeah, and Jake, her her love interest, who they're an odd sense. fucking couple, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought Bobby Joe was kind of hot, right? And she's with fucking Jake. Hey, man, you leave good old reliable Jake alone. He, he's no. got it where it matters, apparently. Right? He's got a dancing dick. He's got the dancing <laughs> dick. Dick dances. Sure ain't no road. They live in a hick town, right? <laughs> and they, and yeah. they don't go too far away, so they stick with with what they got going on in the town. That's right. Don't you guys both live in hick towns. Yeah, yeah fuck pretty off. much. <laughs> yeah, look, at, look at their wives. See, that's just what happens in Hickville. That's you right. get attractive women that get hooked up with ugly bearded men. That's right. That's just how it is. We marry we marry the beautiful ones. That's right. <laughs> So, 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 so Aaron, fuck off. Don't tell Jamie. Don't tell Jamie. So, <laughs> so we, we get to meet Jake and Bobby Joe as, as, uh, Ed and Annie are making their way to the cabin. We find that the, the infamous situation where the road is peeled up in this case, the, the fucking bridge is peeled up. And I love that because it looks like a hand, right? The way that they it did it is love great. It. Love it. And, um, they're basically there. I don't know what they're doing, setting up fucking caution signs or some shit like this, or they got stuck there themselves, you know? And obviously, he knows a way just around. Jake's job. His job is to patrol the two streets in the forest and make sure the bridges are up. And when they're down, he's, he's got to make sure no one crosses that bridge to get to that one cabin. And apparently, his other job in the situation is to know that there's a trail. There is a trail. <laughs> and, and, you know, for, for 40. <clears throat> hundred buck 
he'll tell you the way to the fucking cabin through this trail. So right off the bat, we have a business proposition, which I love that Annie takes full fucking advantage of. You take my luggage. He looks in the back seat. It's like the fucking pages in a little handbag. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it cuts to him dragging this giant trunk. Trunk <laughs> on his back, yeah. Yeah, yeah Classic. exactly. Um, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of good that they, I do like Jake, uh, as a character because they introduced another, uh, a capable guy. Like he might be a redneckish guy, but when the, when the fucking shit hits the fan, you know, like when, uh, when we see Henrietta in the basement and Ash jumps on, on the, uh, uh the, the, the hatch and starts, but he jumps right on there with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not scared. Of, he's scared, but he needs to help this shit get you know, fixed real quick, right? I would argue that he is the most OP character in the entire Evil Dead universe. He knocks Ash out with two punches. Pa-pa. Done. He also took the fucking dagger and then fucking staggered around and shit right in the gut. Yeah, he did. Good old reliable Jake, but he's there when you're in a pinch. Good old reliable Jake. Yeah, and fucking uh, Ed, Ed like fucking turns into a, a deadite just from being fucking like you know slapped around a little bit. So, yeah, <laughs> you know he he's not even really injured and he fucking dies. It's it's yep. weirdest fucking thing with him. <laughs> um. All right, then we obviously have Professor Nobi who appears in voice. Uh, we have. No, our, he just, he appears in. Well, oh, that's right. We do. We do for a minute in the flashback where he's sitting there with his pipe and he's, you know, yeah. writing the fucking notes and shit like this. That's the only time. I, it, that's the first time it's actually shown him. He wasn't in Evil Dead One, was he? Correct. Mm, correct. Yeah. yeah. It was just his voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was in that room as a apparition, though, too, right? Yeah. 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 Where he comes out in the yeah Ghost after Nobi. the little lightning storm type of thing that happens in the room. Um, and when we when we see Professor Nobi uh, in the flashback, we also get a good view of Henrietta um, as a human before Ted Raimi becomes the Shemp character and fucking dons one of the greatest fucking suits in uh, in cinematic history for what for what it is, man. It was great. No, we're not. But we'll talk about that. We're <laughs> not. We'll ta- yeah. Okay. There's some very glaring issues with it, but come on, it's iconic looking, right? So, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. It is. Yep. Um, so we get Henrietta and, uh, then obviously there's Linda who, yeah. uh, is, uh, played by a different character this time around. And it's a different scenario. Cause hence, you know, it's possible alternate timeline or whatever, like, you know, it's because they couldn't get the rights and they couldn't get the rights. So, and then we obviously have Ashley J Williams played uh, by Mr. Bruce Campbell. Again, the only consistent thing in the fucking movies by any means. Uh, and, and we're all better for it because, in the first movie, and we talked about this, this the first movie is a very straightforward horror movie. There's some fucking comedic elements to it, but it's not like ha-ha on camera. It's just kind of like, it's almost corny. like It's almost like it's too... It's it's unintentional com- comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. unintentional comedy. Right? It's it's not slapstick. It's like, it's, it's so corny, it's funny. Yeah. The way that it portrays on this. And Ash is a very... Pussified, meek character. He's he's a weird character in the first one, right? But in the second one, hey lady, you're a woman and I'm a I'm a guy. (laughs) Fucking love that line. This is where we get Ash in all of his glory. The beginnings of the Ash that we all know and love is because he's like I've mentioned before. We see a a true uh, progression of the character. 
So from the meek store clerk in Evil Dead 1 to the uh, charismatic, kind of full of himself, much more macho Evil Dead 2, to, to full-on one-liners every 10 minutes in Army of Darkness. I think he deserved a total Oscar for this performance. Boy. Like, oh, even, yeah, like the physical comedy that he was I mean. Like, I could get over, like, watching it multiple times over and over again and watching him beat the shit out of himself with plates and and it actually, he actually portrays, like, the hand is is you know, got a demon in it and he's pulling his body along just for him to uh, act. Uh, yeah. just A1. He deserved. And that's not the only thing, right? I mean, all the camera angles were fish eyeing right up to his face and he's got the eyebrow up and he's looking, you know, it's just, it's awesome. My favorite, my favorite scene with his acting in it in the entire movie. And I always go back to this is when the fucking cabin turns him absolutely fucking bug nuts crazy and he starts having the, the laughing, laughing fits scene. i love when he goes ha, 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 yeah ha. with the with the lamp he's going up and down and then the lamp stops and he ah he just loses his shit <laughs> that is brilliant it, because it really sh- he snapped like that is officially like he's already like what the fuck's going on but that he has and it shows in his face like it's 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 fucking crazy but yeah no if if horror movies of the time would have had a little bit more recognition for just random shit that was in the movies, like he, he should have gotten some sort of a fucking award for that one, man. Like that was great. I agree. Yeah. So we have talked about the characters. We don't probably have to get too much more in depth into the characters, but it would be nice now for Aaron to discuss with us some of the effects work, because we just talked about, Got some notes, boys. Got some notes. All right, give us the notes. So I don't want to step on anybody. I don't want to step on. I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. Um, But there's a couple things that I touched base on in regards to like um, the blood work and stuff. I mean, this movie tried to stay away from being a uh, X-rated movie. So what they had to do was they had to bring in different color bloods. Blows a hole in the wall, blood, it turns from like a pink into a black, and they kill uh, Ed, and all of a sudden his blood's green, right? So they tried to, they tried to get around the rating board, or tried to um, get them to not give it an X rating, and to give it an R rating, or whatever, um, by changing the colors of the blood. Well, it didn't work, right? Obviously it came out unrated. With all the blood effects and everything, um, and I think it's better for it. I think it's better that it was unrated. Myself, I, 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 I thought that the whole movie was wicked. But getting back, getting down to brass tacks, um, I commented in Evil Dead One that the smoke effects were fantastic. Well, again, they're consistent with it. Smoke effects were really cool in this. Um, the first thing that I did notice. And, uh, like, I don't want to be too critical because this is one of my favorite movies, but one of the first things that I noticed was when he places Linda's body in the grave, you can hear the audio of the mannequin hitting the dirt. You can actually hear it, right? And it it doesn't look right for the weight and things. So um, I picked up on that years ago, even before I started my FX and things like that, but it's just one of those things that keeps sticking out to me. Um the effects where he's 
being pushed through the woods, spun around, uh, hit in the face with the branches, and then lands in the mud puddle. Uh, and he's basically got his head down, and he's blowing the bubbles. And he's down there for quite a while. I don't know if you guys counted, but he's down in there for quite a while. Yeah. Blowing all the air out of his lungs. And then he pops up, and he's got this beautiful makeup on. Yeah. Who knows how many times, I don't even know, maybe Josh knows, how many times they had to shoot that scene. I can tell you, as many as humanly possible. Yeah? Sam is a monster for torturing Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He, if there is a scene where Ash is getting slapped or held under water or yeah. doing something remotely uncomfortable, Sam Raimi will make him do that scene as many times as humanly possible to get as much enjoyment out of it. <laughs> So I have a question. Really well in that shot. Yep. Aaron, what kind of contact lenses did Ash have in that scene? So I believe <laughs> for um, uh, last contacts again, they couldn't see. So in any one of those scenes, and, and I've got that as a note here, in any one of those scenes that they have the hazed over eyes, you cannot see not a thing. You might be able to see a little bit of light if you're angled at the sun or yeah. if there's a uh, bright light for shooting sitting here. You might but wouldn't be... that have been a pain in the ass, like, the fact that he was under the water and then came up? Like, oh, totally. wouldn't that... Yeah, totally. But they had to rehearse that over and over and over again. So it was basically they were acting blind. That's what they were yeah. doing, right? Um, those contact lenses, yeah. They, they make some these days now that have, a, a like, a, a grid, and you yeah. can kind of see through them a little bit. But these contact lenses, again, absolutely fantastic looking. They probably hurt to wear them and especially being in a mud puddle like what ash was was doing having the water and everything and the mud or whatever get in there <laughs> again sam raimi you know torturing ash um yeah so the contact lens thing i don't know that would have been pretty pretty painful there's some behind the scenes stuff that shows them some takes that weren't usable uh because they were blind so oh. There's scenes where uh, Dead-Eyed Ash goes to grab someone, and he misses. Uh, and you just hear fucking Sam saying, For fuck's sakes, you missed! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did notice that when Ash rubbed his face off a little bit, he had lots of mud and everything on it. I did... it. Sometimes his face was a little too clean, where he, he was just rubbing it off lightly, or you know, and then the next scene is him, and he's got fresh cuts, and... and and it's not smeared or anything. It's so I did kind of pick up on that. Uh, <laughs> what I will mention is that the blood, the sweat, uh, they looked fantastic. So throughout the con like the continuity in the film, the script 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 supervisor must have been right on the money because they would have been sitting right there going, okay, they need they need sweat in this for sure. And if you can see it frame by frame and and different shots. They do have the sweat, and they're sweating. And and I think sweat is a big thing when it comes to films like this. I mean, if you're in a, a crazy situation, and you're fighting for your life, you're going to be, your heart's going to be racing, you're going to be sweaty, you're going to be like, you know, and I think that added to the deadites and everything in this film. You can tell that they're wet and kind of gross looking and, and that kind of thing. Um, let's see. Oh, still love the claymation claymation in this movie was awesome i loved where they used it uh i can't say anything more about the claymation because it was just fantastic 
I, I love claymation anything anyway. I don't think it adds a cheese value. I think it I think it just adds some sort of magic. Magic. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's what I say it. Um I say that Linda's head in the claymation when she's doing her dance out by the tree, uh it looked like a mannequin head and it had a, a pretty good shine on it. And that would have probably been the only thing that I would have tried to fix a little bit was take that shine down just a little bit on her head. But who knows, right? I mean, when they're doing claymation and things like that, um, maybe they didn't have um, anything to take take that away or maybe they didn't realize it at the time. So that was one of the few scenes that Tom Sullivan actually worked on in this film. Okay. Um, he went from lead uh, effects artist on Evil Dead 1. Uh, Evil Dead 2, they actually hired a company and they did the majority of the effects, which Baby. was kind of the downfall of the relationship between Sam and Tom. Uh, Tom did the book still, he did the dagger still, uh, but he was very less involved, my understanding, uh, when it came to the effects work in this film. You made a good point there too, Josh, because uh, these the, the, the effects people that got onto this movie and were working on this movie are some of the best effects people in the world today. I mean, yeah. you're talking about Robert, you know, uh, Robert Kurtzman, Howard Berger, Greg Nicotero, you know Shannon Shea, uh, Mark Schostrom, who took over the uh, the lead in this in this whole thing. I mean, if you think about it, you go back to Greg Nicotero, Robert Kurtzman. I mean, these guys were just kind of starting out. Yeah, they they had quite a resume. Uh, fucking K and B, yeah. fucking exactly. They're right. Greg Nicotero's Walking Dead. Come on, I know, right? Like you yeah. can't. These you are effects gods that work. These are, this. yeah. yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Wendy Bell as well because she was a straight makeup artist on it. And, and when I looked throughout the, all the makeup in it, it was yeah. all, it had a very, uh, it had a very streamlined straight makeup. There was no shine on anything. I couldn't see. Uh, well, one just, of the I, things that I noticed was when um, just Ash, Ash is just, you know, practical makeup where he yeah. had the blood underneath the, the brow line and like the cuts. They're the same in every single shot, pretty much. Like, and you could tell like they were all different takes over the course of like a period of time. Absolutely. They didn't change, and I was, because, you know, after watching Evil Dead and how like the bruise would grow and change and right, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the the continuity with just the little cuts on his face, yeah, it was a lot, a lot better, right. Um, there was a couple really cool illusions in this. One was when Linda gets her head, uh, the head falls in Ash's lap as he's sitting in the in the rocking chair. Well, that that's elaborate, but but it's so simple, right? They set up this rocking chair with a hole in the middle of it. She she literally is laying underneath the chair. She's got her head right here, and what better way to have an effect than to have an actual head sitting there that makes makes it look like it's severed, right? Put a prosthetic on, make it look like it's cut off. Um, black fabric and stuff around you pull it off just like what it is there exactly the same effect when her head gets jammed in the vice in the shed mm -hmm. right that whole thing is her body underneath that that uh you know that tool uh yep. or whatever right vice thing yeah tool. yeah the vice script <laughs> thing <laughs> the thing the thing yeah no, i already said vice it's the tool table the the yeah, anyway, the workbench, yeah. Yeah, the workbench. Oh, yeah, 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 workbench. I love the makeup on Ash's hand, the prosthetic on the top mm. of the hand and the nails and the latex and stuff. They actually did a really good job uh, with the veining and the whole thing. Uh, wouldn't be any, I mean, 
these guys are professionals that were doing this anyway. Um, the great blood effects when the hand was being cut off by the uh, chainsaw. Um, one thing I did notice is that when Ash is wrapping his hand after his stump is cut, you know, his hand's cut off and it's a stump, you can actually see his fist. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't have put something else just to make it look like, you know, I can always see his fist under there. I'm like, oh man, they're wrapping a piece of fabric around his, his wrist with, with some tape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in further uh, shots, you can see that they've done something to kind of hide his hand behind that so maybe they shot it and we're like oh we're not gonna go back and shoot that we'll just continue with this and who knows what they were what they were going on with on that um laughing deer on the wall absolutely creepy fantastic love, love the way that, that puppet. thing looks love that puppet i love that thing yeah that thing just gets me every time i mean i start giggling when when i see that thing turn over in the <laughs> and the sound effect that goes with it the oh crack. i love it uh, the, the sound and the, the camera angles and everything in this movie, that's what makes this movie, right? The close-ups, the fisheye kind of thing. The, you know, I love it. Uh, when Ash is standing in front of the mirror as well, and, and the mirror, the guy, you know, Ash comes through the mirror and starts strangling himself, right? Um, you got the shemp that's playing Ash, I guess, and, and you know, grabbing Ash. Uh, that's a great illusion, great effect. And I, how many times would they have shot that, Josh? To get the movement uh, to look like a mirror. Yeah, hard to say. Well, there's no mirror. No, I know. It was an yeah. actual set beyond the wall. So yeah, yeah. They probably enough. filmed it a few times. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I think there wasn't like re- any real abuse towards Bruce, so probably just a handful. Right. Yeah. Well, they had a, a college student standing in for Bruce, so when he when he's strangling him, I think that was uh, the college student's arms, if I remember. Or maybe it was Bruce strangling the college student. I think it was Bruce strangling the uh, yeah, college student. Yeah, because Bruce is in the... <clears throat> right? And then, With yeah. like an exaggerated chin. Does that sound fine? Makeup was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, obviously, it would have to be with a big bodysuit like that. Um, I do know that that was a lot of hot foam, a lot of foam that they used in that. And I do know that poor Ted, he, he must have... I, I would hate to have wrung out that suit at the end of the day and that suit went through so much punishment that when he you know when he's flying around in the air if you pause it at the right time you can see you can pretty much see his taint right yeah you can see the whole clip the the uh the 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 clipping out in the back and you can see his ass and everything it's kind of falling apart right but i mean if you're not looking for it you, you won't you won't see it and i think they covered it pretty good with him spinning in the air uh that was a wicked bodysuit boys i it would have been a huge mold that would have been a massive mold. The sweat they poured out of that. Oh, man. There's some behind-the-scenes footage, and it shows them pouring the sweat out, and it's fucking white and foggy, and it's uh, like half a liter. That would have been mixed with the foam, and the foam tends to do that when it gets wet. So they put talcum powder all over him so he can slip in be... and out. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Like this sweat paste. Um, Ash is cut, cut off hand. Uh, looked a little too big, but um, I think it was big because they had to fit servos and animatronic stuff in it to have it. No? There's no animatronic. It's all camera tricks. Is it so really? There's, there's elevated floorboards, and there's just a guy yeah. underneath going like this. Is it, is it when Bobby Joe's holding on to it? Uh, I don't believe. I think it's all just camera tricks. So you know how Bobby Joe and 
uh, what's his face, Jake, are holding yeah. hands, and the yeah. rendition of the father comes in, and she's like, "I ain't holding your hand." Right? Yeah, I'm it's just a it. static prop, I think. Wow, because it's it's actually moving now. Whether they did that with VFX after, I don't know, but it actually. I'm pretty sure there was no um, servos or anything, but uh, it could be. I just know they used a lot of uh, camera tricks. Like when you see him scurrying across, yeah. it's yeah. elevated floorboards. I knew that. And it's just yeah. a, a trick camera, so it's, you show him going. Right. Yeah. I'm just, right. just going to say about the hand, it's adorable when it makes noises. The squeaks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vines that were embedded in Bobby Joe's face, they look great. Pulling yeah. away, and they, they had that, you know, they again, it was wet and, and, and had some really weird <clears throat> pus things going on and shit like that. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, one, one mention that I had to do uh, here was the focus pulling. Uh, mm. Focus puller, man, he was right on his job in this because there's a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. And yep. that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little more difficult to do and get it right. Because you want that the sharpest, you know, uh, picture that you that you. But it also adds a lot of bit of a lot of character to to the movie, right? If you get the, the proper focus pulling, you can have a big scene going on between two people talking one way in the background and one up front, and you just keep going back and forth, and you know who to pay attention to, right? Yeah. So yep. I think that's uh, I think that was a big deal. Um, lots of rehearsing with the contact lenses in. I can tell that. Uh, hot foam prosthetics look awesome on Evil Ash. Uh, when he jumped up at the back door and he's, Annie, you know, I mean, excellent again. Uh, I think they, I think they kept it relatively, they probably shot all the shots with him in that makeup on over a day or two. Uh, I don't know for sure. Cause I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, fully versed ever, but it looked pretty close to the one that was in the water mm. color wise and everything. So they did a pretty good job keeping the continuity uh, with that really well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, oh, the detail in the rotten apple at the very end. Oh, yeah. Love it. I mean, if you pause that just for like, if you pause the movie and you look (laughs) at the detail in the rotten apple, there is some serious stuff going on there and it, you're, you're looking at it and it's chomping and it's going super fast. You don't get to see the actual love and attention that that thing actually took to build. And with the faces embedded in it of, of what it's, of who it's taken and you know, they pop out and everything. Um, yeah, I thought that was absolutely, uh, fantastic as well. So all in all, uh, I love this movie. I think it was very, very well put together with, with the uh, makeup that was involved. Um, the scenes that were in the shed uh, with Linda's corpse that comes in with the chainsaw, uh, buddy laying on a oh, <laughs> buddy lay, laying on a skateboard or whatever it was, bringing it in, and, you know. I love that. It was absolutely yeah. fantastic. And what I didn't realize, and I saw in this one, and I hope this doesn't take away from anybody, but I was looking at the door, and I saw Freddy Krueger's glove above the door. Yep. I had no yep. idea that was there. I. Yeah, I, neither did I. And I, I, I messaged, I, th- I, th- I messaged Josh. And was like, "Holy shit!" It might have been the group. I was like, "Holy shit!" I just found this, and Josh is like, "Yeah, everybody knows about that." And I'm like, "Uh." Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't know about that. Neither did I. When I just, saw it, I it was like, jumped out, and I was like, "What?" You know why that's there, right? Is it because of, like it, there's it, an Evil Dead poster in like one of the Friday Thirteenth no, or the it, Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Feud. 
between uh, Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. So in Sam Raimi's original Evil Dead, he had the torn poster of the Hills Have Eyes, as to say, yeah, this is just this is just a joke. This is just a, a movie for 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 kids, right? This this is the real horror. So then in response, when he did Nightmare on Elm Street, he had uh, the girl watching Evil Dead and falling asleep. So they, yeah, this movie is so boring. Look, the girl can't even stay awake when she's watching it. And then so he says, yeah, well, well, Freddy Krueger's claw is just a just a thing hanging in the workshed. Just a tool. Yep. <laughs> Nothing special. Nice. Greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger. You know, folks... When we're not making those great movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Return to Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2, the Troma team and I like to kick back and, and, and listen to They Cast from the Coast. They Cast from the Coast is, is really the best entertainment, the best education, and the best emotional liberation that uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman can p possibly experience. Thank you. Thank you for that, Aaron. And that means that we have to move on to Josh's notes. Yes, sir. Wrap so, it up. Get yeah, yeah. It. Aaron, they did reach an R rating. Oh, okay. So what the story was that they were trying to do is yep. they kind of tricked the, the, the writers. They submitted a PG knowing full well they were going to be rated above, and they were just hoping not to get an R or not to get an X because they right. wanted to maintain an IR so they could do a theatrical release. And they, they responded back. They're like, uh, Mr. Ramey, unfortunately, we had to we had to rate you an IR, unfortunately, due to the, the graphic nature of the film. And he was laughing. He's like, yeah, that, that was the plan all along. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I didn't know the story behind Submitted that. Submitted as a PG. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's a crafty fellow, Wasn't there, Ramey. This, isn't, there, isn't there... Didn't this film get some help by Dino De Laurentiis? Yeah, he was uh, uh, and Stephen King. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, Dino, uh, he was uh, executive producer. That's what I thought, but I didn't see his name come up at the very end. No, well, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But anyway, okay. All right. Uh, so this would have been my 218th viewing of the Evil Dead Two. Okay. Before you go any further, is that a literal count, or are you just fucking with us and throwing that number in there? No, that's probably that's probably a random. Okay, cool. 218th, go. It, it's in the hundreds, most definitely. Uh, this viewing took place June 2nd, 2020, at 6.18 p.m. Uh, the Evil Dead 2. Uh, so the watch that I did was the Anchor Bay release, which is uh, this guy here. It's a good release. That is a solid one. Um... First note was second Linda is kind of a babe. Uh, Ash plays piano. This is a skill we never see returning. He, he's quite the little maestro going. Yep. One of one of my favorite quotes. So what do you think, kid? When he shows her the the fucking tacky looking necklace, and you know she's just thinking, man, that is one ugly motherfucking necklace. Why is Ash always giving 
Linda's these ugly magnifying glass necklaces. You're I love right. how it's like it hurts her. Ow! <laughs> yeah. It's so ugly it hurts. And they actually lost the original. So the one that we see in this film was actually spray painted. Because all they could find, they found a gold one. So they had to spray paint it silver. So you can actually see the silver on their hands when they're exchanging it. Nice. Uh, my next note was, now that's a Necronomicon. Great job, Tom. In comparison to the first kind of uglier one. Uh, Evil Dead 2 Necro is, without a doubt, my favorite Necro, as I'm sure it is with most of us. Uh, never liked how they changed the, the Latin or Sumerian name for the Book of the Dead. So in this one, during the, the text, they don't call it the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. They have this other kind of Latin term. Ash was awful quick to kill Linda in this. She was just <laughs> laughing, and then all of a sudden he lops her head off. She was just laughing, and then he lobs her head off. Okay. Yeah, like, it's literally like a, a two-minute scene, and she just starts kind of laughing. And then Ash just goes for it. You're down. She did jump at him. Yeah. What are you going to do she if someone jumped. jumps at you? She jumped. Chop her head off? That's his, his girlfriend. She's also fucking evil-looking. <laughs> no, she wasn't evil-looking. She wasn't very evil-looking at all at this point. Uh, the Dawn... The dawn of the day wards off the evil dead. So I guess that's kind of one of the new rules that are established. So something in the evil dead canon is throughout the series, we see more and more pages and more and more rules get established. Uh, so the dawn of day kind of wards off the evil dead, I guess. Uh, the eye effect, very cool. When you see Ash's eye kind of glaze over and turn to fog. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was a, a, a big model they filmed. So they created an eye and then poured milk into it, and then reversed it. Yep. Uh, reverse filming for the fog was very unsettling. Whenever they do that effect, yep. it's very unsettling. Love that. I love how when uh, creating Dead-Eyed Ash, all they did was just create like a more defined chin. If you look, like he looks evil, and he's just kind of got a thicker brow and a more defined chin. Uh, well, that was the shortest day ever. You literally just see him go out. It's it's dawn, and then two minutes later, it's it's pitch black out. Well, he did pass out though, didn't he? No, when he wakes up, there's a moment from when he's conscious to, and it just shows him awake for like two minutes, and it's the entire day. Uh, my biggest gripe with the show was the reveal of the Rami Can monster as a cloud of smoke. So I love the fact that they keep it ambiguous, and you never get to see the monster, and they kind of ruined that in the show. Uh, I love how the Evil Dead just looks around for Ash and does like a double take. <laughs> so when Ash is like so hiding, good. Thing, yeah. huh? Huh? <laughs> it just looks around and then it's just going. <laughs> yeah. uh, this extra really can't open the door to the plane. So if you look when uh, Annie and Ed are getting off the plane, the guy's like struggling, he can't open the door. That's Rob Tafford. And he had one fucking job, opened the door to the plane. Uh, naked Deadite Linda is weird. Everything I, about her. I weird. didn't know what you were gonna say. <laughs> uh, so did Ash imagine the dance sequence? Because it just kind of shows him come into consciousness, and then Linda's head drops in his shoulders. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Because you never ever see the Deadites kind of like ghost anywhere else. Uh, the fact that Ash knew about the cabin, knew exactly where the chainsaw was kept, 
was so quick to kill Linda almost gives credence to the theory that Ash returns to the cabin. Not a theory that I necessarily agree with, but some solid evidence. Or that he was maybe planning he to murder her ahead of time anyway? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Mm. Uh, this really shows Ash's descent into madness. I love how the hand squeaks. You dirty bastards, give me back my hand. A simple request from a simple man. And I just wrote, good old reliable Jake. Wrote, Calm down, you ascot-wearing asshole. Be nice to Bobby Joe and good old reliable Jake. Come on, Ash. You're just going to wash the evil off your hand. So he gets his hand gets affected, and he just like runs it underwater. He's like, "Oh yeah, that will work." I thought I th- I always got the impression he was like he was it's alive, so I'm gonna try to drown trying it. Trying to drown it. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I always yeah. got the impression he was trying to drown the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, the ash or the scene with Ash hurting himself is unreal. The only actor who, in my opinion, has ever come close to this performance is Jim Carrey in Lawyer Lawyer. Uh, oh, in the bathroom? No, no, no. Fucking what's his name from Fight Club? Okay. Fucking, uh, what's his... Edward Norton? Edward Norton, when he beats himself up in that man's office... That's a good one, too, yeah. It was almost as good as Ash. Okay. Almost. Um, I love the fact that he's just, like, smashing plates over his face. Yeah, every time, smash. And then a fucking pickle jar. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently they were, uh, unfired plates from, like, a, a kiln. So you could smash them super easily, but Sam like threw in a couple real plates Ugh. and just fucking mixed them in. So Ash is just smashing these fake ones over his head, and then he hits a real one. Wow! I, I tell you, they uh, they have a special bond, the Rammies and the Campbells. <laughs> what a bastard. The Nobies seem like pretty rich folks. You'd think their cabin would be a little nicer. Traversing uh, the world like fucking, you know, Indiana Jones yeah. style fucking archaeology. Yep. Farewell to arms. And then I just did the eye roll emoji. And then I realized, didn't Hemingway blow his head off with a shotgun? <sighs> yep. The writer of Farewell to Arms. Uh, almost half of the film is just Ash being tortured. And yep. I guess this was brought up when they pitched the, the final film. They're like, you can't show a movie where it's only one person in the first half of it. And Sam Raimi's like, yeah, well, we're gonna. <laughs> Watch me. Uh, always loved the laughing scene. So the scene again where he's up and down. And then the little lamps laughing at him. The Popeye lamp. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyone I know that's into cross-stitching, if you want to make me the home sweet home sign, that'd be great. Uh, Jake just took three shots to the face and it didn't flinch him then he punches Ash twice and knocks him the fuck out good old reliable Jake I think it's just convenient storytelling to tell you the truth you think is that what it is yeah. uh shh, listen this is my father's voice well no shit you're in your father's cabin playing your father's tape recorder and we saw a bit of Tom's claymation uh, the eyeball in the mouth is fucking disgusting every time I watch it when it shoots out of her and it just and that was all filmed in reverse too eh? so the, the arrow and the, the, the noises and the foley artistry behind that add to it man like you wouldn't fucking believe yep. that <laughs> Jake even has dog tags just again proving how 
much of a stand-up fella he is. You know, Cersei you gotta, is a, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evil Ed has the best Deadite design, in my opinion. I love the multiple sets of teeth. Teeth, yeah. Even though he's kind of a bitch and his claim to fame is eating a clump of hair. <laughs> there's a a, uh, apparently a deleted scene which they never were able to keep footage of and there's just a couple stills uh ed was originally had his head chopped in half like right here and there's scenes of him attacking uh coming back after his head's like half chopped off i remember seeing the picture did they keep that cut in the normal film though because no the version footage. I watched shows the top part on the floor. Like, like indirect, yeah. indirect. Yeah. I think I remember yeah. seeing indirect. Because like I like yeah. I was telling you, Josh, I watched a weird version of Evil Dead. Right, so, you had like, some of the, the deleted scenes cut back in, but there's no scene of him attacking with the uh with the head chopped off. Mm. Like once his head's chopped in half, that's it, he's done. Uh, I swear Sam just had a random sound effect collection and wanted to use them all at this point. There's like fucking elephant trunks and uh, car horns. Monkeys. Uh, Jake the everyman, everyday man, quote, what the heck was that? I think that inspired the Evil Dead musical song, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, no, you're the curious one. Hell no, you're the curious one. Uh, the ghost of Nobis past. Branches in the face. Uh, what does Aaron think of this effect? I wanted to know. Which one? The branches in the face? The branches coming out of the face, yeah. I love that. Yeah? Yeah. I really thought <laughs> Okay, <that>. done. <laughs> I loved yep. it. <laughs> well, but, uh, like, they had it. I think what they did was they, they put the branches in, but they had a flat side to them. So when they were pulling on them, you could see it was, it was really aggravating looking. The flesh was pulling out. And I'm like, oh, that looks painful right they did it right they shot that right i think the tree scene was without a doubt weaker than the first one um not as impactful but it's there it's still an homage to it uh she hit so jake was, hard, man. yeah jake yeah. was never one for literacy i wrote as he threw the pages under the cellar uh tree ends we, we have tree ends in the evil dead uh, Ash lifting Jake over his head is a direct wef- reference to Within the Woods. So Ash's character in Within the Woods is uh, possessed, and he lifts the uh, main female character over his head that exact same way. Uh, the stabbing of Jake is also the same. So coming around the corner through the door and getting stabbed, that's also a reference. Uh, God damn it, Annie. Stop slamming the door on the poor bastard. She just keeps closing the door, and he's there howling in pain. <laughs> and then she tells him to shut up. It's like, you just stabbed him. And then you're telling him to shut up. Pretty rude. You just stabbed him with a spine. Uh, Then laying his head right next to the trap door. It's just a dick move. When those hands come up and grab Jake's head and scoops him in. Aw, the power of love stopped the evil dead. Barf emoji. Uh, But for how long? Good point. Proofy. Why not just unhook the chain? There's a point where they like try to bust the chain off, I think. You can just unhook it. For a cabin with a single bathroom and kitchen, it's got a whole pile of pipes under there. 
Jake never got a Deadite version, and that is the greatest tragedy of today. To this day, I still get nervous walking down old stairs like that. When she fucking grabs him by the ankles. Can we you just totally... have a moment? A moment to to love Henrietta's line of who's coming down into my fruit cellar. Yeah. I love this so much. I think my I teased fruit out. Cellar. Who's in my fruit cellar? <laughs> love it. Love it. You can totally see Ted Ramey's arse when he's Henrietta spinning in the air. Uh <laughs> The balloon deflation is a reference to Tom's advice to add the claymation at the end of Evil Dead. He thought that an audience member would do that and it would ruin the film. And then this is kind of Sam's way of telling Tom, you know, this is my movie. So he kind of makes that noise when uh, the Deadite dies. That's great. Uh, The white streak in Ash's hair. Applehead is pretty gross. Traveling through time and space is pretty weird. Man, that fucking tunnel of light yeah. really bothers me, and I don't know why. Like, in a good way. Like, I don't know how they filmed it, but it's like, I never want to see that in my real life. Like, that portal, there was just something, like, I don't know what it was. It was so well done. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. The wing dead end at the end was pretty poorly superimposed, I gotta say. And yeah. I just wrote... Hail to the King at the end. Uh, one more little tidbit. There's actually three cabins in this film that are used. So there's one in the woods for exterior. There was one set up in a school gymnasium that they did mostly interior. And there was one in a warehouse where they had to do pickup scenes. So there's actually three sets that they built for this movie. North nice. Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And those are my notes of The Evil Dead 2. Nicely done. Good notes, good notes. Tim, what is it, do you want from me? Is it trivia time with Tim? Uh, if it has to be, I guess. <laughs> trivia time! Trivia time with Tim! Tim! Okay, so Stephen King was such a huge fan of The Evil Dead uh, that he convinced com- uh, producer Dino De Laurentiis. How do you say his last name? Dino, Dino De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I... De Laurentiis, uh, over dinner, who was also producing uh, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive, that uh, he should have his production company um, finance Evil Dead 2. And uh, often considered to be a remake of The Evil Dead. However, that is not fucking accurate, as we've already talked about. Uh, the rights to show scenes from the original could not be attained uh, to the recap uh, so they remade them Um, which doesn't make sense because wasn't the first movie like self made but then they sold the the rights to it yeah it wasn't unionized or anything was it no it was not but they they eventually sold it to I don't know was it Anchor Bay or someone I I don't think it was Anchor Bay whoever the first and they put it under Rosebud because Rosebud the... is the is the fake production company. Yeah, they and it was only yeah, it was only yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was um, Anchor Bay that they sold it to. Yeah, Rosebud, uh, the supposed film company, uh, was not a real institution. Uh, producer Dino De Laurentiis <laughs> <laughs> uh, was forbidden to release 
this unrated movie through his own company. So Rosebud was created specifically for the purpose of releasing Evil Dead 2. Um, this goes back to something Aaron said earlier. Uh, the producers insisted upon using different colors of blood to avoid an X rating uh, and proved to be f uh, futile uh, because the MPAA gave the film an X anyway. The film was ultimately released unrated. That's what I thought. But they got um, an R rating. Yeah, but Eventually. how many versions of it are there? They probably took one and were... I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, you said yourself there's so many different versions of True. every... I thought the one that they commercially released was R, though. The one that I watched today was unrated. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's just the Canadian one that's there. Uh, Sam Raimi credits Stephen King for making the sequel as well as the popularity of the original possible. Raimi couldn't acquire enough money to fund the film, so Stephen King made a few calls. And since he was such a huge fan of the original, convinced financers to give Raimi the money he needed for this sequel. Ooh. God bless you, Stephen King. Yeah. Here, here. Um, fans of the movie did manage to find a very rare 36-minute work print of the film, which only has very early versions of openings and endings with a few extra shots, including an old, rare TV version of the movie with many alternate and extended scenes, but unfortunately does not include all the famous deleted scenes. Did you know that, Josh? I know there's many scenes, and the most famous deleted scene is the evil Ash eating a squirrel. Yes. Which I think appeared in like the Mexican television version or something like this, and it had like something no like English that. audio. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, evil Ash. He's going like this, and he grabs a squirrel and like beats it against a tree, and then just starts eating it. <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell uh, has said that this is his favorite film of the trilogy. Wait a second. Wait Same. a second. Wait a second. I might be totally ignorant here, but are there squirrels in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been it wasn't filmed in Mexico, Eric. I've never seen a squirrel in Mexico. It wasn't yeah. filmed in Mexico. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Mexican version was down there, and they had him beating a squirrel against a tree and eating it. Um, Moving on! <laughs> Sam Raimi's original idea for the sequel was to toss the character of Ash through time to a portal in the Middle Ages. This ultimately became the plot of Army Darkness, the third Evil Dead film. I don't know if you guys seen that, the third one. There's the, there's the third one. Uh, the smoke that comes from the chainsaw is actually tobacco smoke. Sam Raimi rigged a tubing to the back of the chance, chainsaw, hit off camera, and blew cigarette smoke through the tube to create this effect. Weird. Because that's so much easier than just running the chainsaw. Uh, or or just having a smoker there and pumping the air. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, I, like I gotta smoke anyways. Okay, so I like that this this is worded this way. This isn't mine because I already said I thought Bobby Joe was hot. <laughs> but this is how it, 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 it reads. The sexy and surly Bobby Joe was inspired by Holly Hunter, who was a housemate of Sam Raimi uh, in the early 80s, along with Joel Colin and uh, Francis uh, McDormand. Um, one particular incident inspired the character. Hunter was auditioning for a hooker part and was unusually made up, wearing a sexy, short-skirted outfit. This became uh, She became angry with Raimi 
and he somewhat leered at her. Raimi pulled pulled for Hunter to play the part, but producers wanted someone sexier. I think a... it was Tappert saw her and said, geez, you, you look awful good today. And she's like, I'm fucking auditioning to be a hooker. I don't take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the rat scene on the stairs over Bruce Campbell's shoulder while he's locked in the cellar was nicknamed, do you know, Josh? No. Senior Cajones by the crew. Because <laughs> of the rat's balls? Yep. Senior Cajones. Uh, at one, uh, one hour, seven minutes, and five seconds, Ash's first utterance of his signature comment, Groovy. Uh, the tape recorder was one of the few holdovers from the original film. Josh already, yep. uh, Josh already mentioned the eyeball swallowing shot was actually filmed in reverse. Um, Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert's original idea for the film plot was to have Ash held at the cabin by a group of escaped convicts searching for buried treasure. Bobby Joe's death was originally planned for a man that would have been much more violent with him being split in half by a tree. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Uh, the sound of the evil traveling through the forest is a combination of Sam Raimi's voice and audio samples of Orson Welles, technically making this the last time he appeared in a film in any capacity. Nice. Uh, the the film speak uh, the film is a sequel as spelled out precisely in the end credits of Evil Dead Two the sequel to the ultimate experience in grueling terror. Yep, yep. <clears throat> when Ash was driving away from the forest at the beginning, after driving to the bridge and seeing that it had been destroyed, the branches that hit Bruce in the face were actually controlled by Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Torturous. Torture, torture. Uh, the failure of Crime Wave, Sam Raimi's follow-up to The Evil Dead, prompted him to return to do this sequel. Uh, this was shot in a small North Carolina town of Wadesboro, which had seen a much larger film unit in two years earlier with Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. Uh, the dagger is another one of the many weapons to return from the first movie. Kinda. Kinda. The head was. The head of it, like the hilt. Um, I almost like the idea that Josh was saying earlier when I was talking to him how the bone part of it is actually the sheath. Yep. I thought that was, that was cool. Um... We already mentioned about the, you know, the the, the whole um, Freddy's glove. So I'll skip that. Uh, the poster for the movie shows a close-up of a skeleton with eyes. This creature was not seen anywhere. But Evil Dash does similarly look like this creature in the sequel. Yeah, I guess. Kind of. Similarly. Sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, the, the emaciated look the of the evil end, Ash. At the very end, yeah. after uh, he, he comes back, 
Um, the scene where Ash is doused in blood coming out of the wall was filmed by uh, filmed by placing Bruce Campbell horizontally on the floor and then pouring gallons and gallons of fake blood on him from above. The scene was filmed with cameras turned 90 degrees to create the illusion that he was standing upright. So much blood was dumped on Campbell that not only did he feel like he was nearly drowning, uh, he would also produce red snot for the next two weeks. Every time he blew his nose. To make matters worse, his insistence that the authentic Caro syrup be used to simulate blood made him a target for every fly in the neighborhood. (laughs) And that ends Evil Dead Trivia Time with Tim, Dead by Dawn, Part 2. I said it all out of order, but you get the gist. (laughs) Dead by Dawn! Salty tits! (laughs) (laughs) don't fucking go there excellent trivia time with tim thank you tim and with that ladies and gentlemen it is time for us to gather our final thoughts on this remarkable movie and tonight i'd like to start with mr peerless well final thoughts on this movie it was good next yeah i'm not gonna go i'm not i'm seriously not gonna be long with this Uh, one of my this is one of my favorite movies. Um, I know I keep saying that with all the movies that we're reviewing here, but this was one of the first ones that I got to see next to The Exorcist. Probably was the fifth or sixth horror film that I got to see uh, when a buddy of mine rented it at View and Chew down here in the valley. And uh, he says, you got to see this. We, we rented both one and two. And um, number one scared me to death. Number two, I was like, what the heck? This is fantastic. Got some humor in this and stuff. I love this. Production value from the first one to the second one, absolutely monstrous. You know, I mean, it's a big difference from one to two. They had a massive effects crew for the, you can tell while you're watching that uh, they really spent a pretty penny on the SP effects in this. Um, and they could because it was a pretty much one location, you know, um, where they were shooting and things like that so um yeah uh this is by far i compare a lot of other movies to to this one and 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 how much fun this was uh how much fun it is every time i watch it 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 just i i see new things every time that i watch it and and scrutinizing it a bit today uh, i felt kind of bad because it didn't really need any scrutiny you jerk what Scrutinizing Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Look at you and your scrutin. I use with your with your opinions. Scrutination. Your big beard. Yeah. (laughs) I got some scrutin in my beard. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm I you want me to rate this right now? You better do it. Justice, go, Aaron. Right, well. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) I can't give it anything anything less than that. This has got all the all the shots in it, the makeup in it, the acting—it just all came together perfectly for Sam, and 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 the crew. So that's it. So fucking. It's good. an X. Excellent, Tim. What can I possibly say about this movie that hasn't already been said? Well, you better fucking think uh, of something. I am. <laughs> um, this is. This is like in my top 
10 movies, like my top 10 favorite movies. Um, I remember watching this with my dad. And I know that I've said before, my dad's not a, was not a horror guy at all. Um, but he fucking loved this movie. Like when Ash was beating the shit out of himself and the fucking hand and like when he's like, you little bastard, with the fuck, like, and just like everything. My dad loved this movie. Um, I love this movie. I think it far surpasses, you know, everything that they were able to accomplish on the first one. Um, I feel that uh, the story was very much more focused and streamlined, and they knew exactly what they were doing. There was a beginning, middle, and end. I love that a chunk of the movie is literally Ash's madness, and then, you know, these people that show up expecting to go to their cabin, and they're like, what the fuck is going on with this crazy man? And, like... I just, I loved it. They beat him up, threw him down to the cellar. Like, I love, I love this. I loved it. Um, I thought the special effects were on point. Um, obviously limited by 1987 standards, but I feel that like 85 to 90% of the effects hold up. Um, the deadites in this are basically how I see zombies. Like, my favorite version of zombies are deadites, um, like with the white eyes, and you know, I just I I love I love them. Um, Henrietta, my favorite deadite of like all time. Um, the one-liners in this, um, like it's just fucked. Evil Dead Two, man. Evil Dead Two. Um, yeah, I'm. I I I I love this movie. Um, it was just the right balance of everything with uh, the comedy, the 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 horror aspects, the gore, um, special effects. Everything is just on point. Like Aaron said, uh, you know, Sam Raimi was blessed by the movie gods that this movie not only was made but like made well and still to this day holds up. Um, I'm absolutely and most obviously going to give it AX. Yes! yes. <laughs> Alright, Josh, I'm going to save you for last, so I'm going next. <laughs> okay. I feel like you're doing that because of what happened last time. I actually <laughs> fucking am, so you I'll know what? Do Deal Sam with it. Sam Raimi to Bruce Campbell? Is that it? <laughs> what, that I torture you? Your little fucking mind games? Yes, absolutely. Dance puppet. Fucking dance puppet. Okay. Here we go. Evil Dead 2. It's good. I have a love-hate relationship with Evil Dead 1, but Evil Dead 2 surpasses everything. I mentioned this earlier on in the show, and I stand by it. There are particular movie series where the sequel surpasses the original, and you have the Empire Strikes Back scenario. Star Wars is classic, Empire's better. Alien is classic, Aliens fucking surpasses it. Evil Dead is good. Oh Evil God, Dead Terminator, 2. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Evil Dead 2 is that situation. It surpasses the original. It is the movie that when you watch it, you wish the first had done that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want this for a sequel. This should have been the first fucking movie. You know what I mean? This It would have been... You know, but whatever. It has the perfect mixture of comedy and horror elements. It it creeps you the fuck out, yet it keeps you interested. It's a fast-paced movie without a lot of slow downtime, really. 
Um, the retelling in the beginning kind of makes uh, the retelling of the first movie at the beginning of this one kind of it, it spices it up a little bit because it also fast paces it. Like it takes like a full fucking movie changes a bunch of things and completes it in like 10 minutes. And it, it opens up the doors for quite a few more characters to come into it and, and for a lot more to play out. Um, I love what they did with Bruce Campbell's character, Ash in this movie, because they really did change him and change the pitch perfectly. Like they, 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 they made Ash into what we know and love now, which could only become more bombastic and more full of himself in the future movies and TV show eventually as well. When I talk to people about this movie, it is in all honesty, if somebody said that they've never seen any of the evil dead movies, I, I frankly don't give a fuck if they've never seen the first one. Evil dead two is where I usually point them. And I usually get the question, well, shouldn't I see Evil Dead 1? Yes, but if you want the best experience, Evil Dead 2 right off the bat, in my opinion. Like, it's just, it's just, you don't need to see the first one to enjoy the second one. It's just the way that it is. And they made the movie that way. This movie does sit in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Just like what he's Tim gonna, said. He's gonna give it an R. Watch him give it an R. So he's with that, give it an R. I rate this movie a G. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no it's there's nothing to hate about this movie there's nothing but love for this movie and i grew up watching fucking secondhand vhs copies of this movie and i had the anchor bay releases uh, forever and in fact this time when i sat down to watch it i put on the projector and i put on my my hd 1080p blu-ray and i watched it and Ooh, flex it i i loved fucking projector this oh, movie I'm a, I'm a pleb i gotta watch it on a tv <laughs> i gotta watch it on a tv don't worry adam i watched mine on a projector too. there you go i watched mine but on my 90 inch say it. that's the difference aaron just you did. didn't flex the point that i'm trying to make is a lot of people would assume that a movie like this doesn't age or convert well into full hd this movie fucking does like, it's not a bad-looking movie by any means, upscaled pure HD. It looks really fucking good. Now, I don't know where it would be in 4K. That might be a whole different story, and you can probably see every fucking problem that there is to do with the movie. But in 1080p, it's perfect. It really is perfect. With that, I have to basically go with the fact that this movie's going to be an X. Flat out, it's an X. Thank you, Tim, for fucking rushing me. No, because you were going, and I was like, he's going to fucking rate it an R. Do you remember when he did that before? He was like, this is one of the top ten movies in my <laughs> list, but I rated an R. And Josh is like, what the fuck? Remember this? What movie Dude. was that? What movie remember. was it? Never Probably mind. Trick or Treat or something stupid. Never mind. Moving on. Josh. Maybe Lost Boys or something? I don't remember. Maybe. I left, I yeah, left this. Boys. I left you for the end, Josh, just because. Yeah. It's, hey, this... give you your time. This is my second favorite movie of all time, only behind The Ultimate Experience and Grilling Terror. Uh, it should come to no surprise to anyone here uh, that I love this film. I think this film was the ultimate expression of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's uh, relationship with each other. Uh, it's it, it shows their chemistry and the fact that Sam was able to complete after two attempts already within the woods and uh, Evil Dead. The Evil Dead, that he was able to finally tell the story he wanted to tell uh, with the effects that he wanted to use. Um, 
and ultimately, uh, the, this film is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of horror. Uh, it follows all the rules that I have. It, it kind of sets the, 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 the standard for me as to what is an amazing horror film. Um, it's the first movie I ever illegally downloaded on Whoa. Huzzah. Um, that, that, statue limitations, statue limitations, you can't be charged for that nowadays. Um, many, many years ago. Uh, this was at the, the peak of the internet, like the commercial internet. And, uh, that was what we used it for watching Evil Dead 2. Um, I, I don't know what to say other than this movie is an obvious axe. Um, ultimately, this is one of the greatest horror films of all time. And uh, it's because of its success, which stemmed off additional comics, <laughs> series, etc. Um, this, this movie had some amazing talent behind it under every aspect. Uh, when we look at the effects names that were attached to it and where they became, when we look at Sam Raimi and what he became, when we look at Bruce Campbell, where <laughs> he became, no one knows what happened to uh, good old reliable Jake, but I'm sure he did well for himself. Wow. And it has the best Necronomicon. It does. It does. So X. Yeah. That's four X's, gentlemen. I love this film. This film is a passion project of mine. Um, It will always have a special place in the Josh collection. And there it is. Four X's. So much love for this movie we're collectors of the movie we're collectors of art from the movie all kinds of things like that so man this has been a good discussion tonight guys we talked about evil Jeez, dead one it's fucking it's been a long conversation it has been a long night and a long conversation <laughs> and people will never know how many fucking times we had this part of the conversation but that's okay moving on five six <laughs> oh man all right so with that four x's everybody and it was a great night of conversation once again so i just we're gonna wrap it up and i'm just gonna take the moment and i'm gonna say thank you everybody for tuning in so check out our episodes please find us on facebook mrs understood art company on facebook we post regular episodes every week of the show we're also on youtube like and subscribe misunderstood art company the channel the playlist is right there as well share like subscribe do all that stuff and we release all of these episodes on the major podcasting platforms that are out there including but not limited to spotify itunes and google play and also we're on patreon so open up your hearts and your wallets and uh until next time josh stay groovy everybody Whoa. <laughs> stepping on tim right there aaron i'm gonna mine's gonna be a little bit longer producers insisted upon using different colored blood to avoid an x rating this proved futile as the mpaa gave the film an x anyway it was released unrated, and all four of us gave it an X. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. And Tim. Tim. Me. <laughs> Stay spooky, everybody. Excellent. Thanks, everybody, Thanks for, for tuning in.
See you next time. Good night.